0: This is Pastor Justin Cooper, coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today, and I hope you've gotten up out of bed, you've spent some time in Bible reading and prayer, and that you're up and ready to go. You say, I'm listening to this in the evening. Well, I hope you had a great day. Hope you're ready to uh, you know, listen to this, pray, and then tune, uh, turn in for the night. But wherever you are, whether it's work, at home, Maybe you're out serving the Lord somewhere. I hope that you're having a blessed day and uh, that uh, God's smiling on you and that you're just uh, enjoying the Christian life. This is the best thing in the world. It really is. I don't think you can find anything better than it. In fact, I know you can't. You can't find anything better than the Christian life. Church, I mean, the fellowship, the Holy Spirit to guide us, uh, a home in heaven, that eternal uh, security, that assurance as we lay our head on a pillow at night that we're ready to meet God, Jesus, our Savior, God, our Father. You can't beat being born again. So I hope that you're living that way. I think it was Billy Sunday said, a long face uh, uh, is a, a poor signboard for Christ. We don't want to be an advertisement and a negative ad for the Lord. We want to be a positive advertisement for our Savior. We're in First Peter chapter number 4. We've been in this bro- uh, chapter now for four broadcasts. This will be number 4, and today we'll begin reading in verse number 7. Peter has already admonished the Christian to live a life that is not a flesh-sensitive life, but a spirit-sensitive life, to live a life that is different than the world, not to the lust of the flesh or the lust of men, but according to the will of God. We're to follow in the footsteps of our Savior. We're to guard or, or, or arm ourselves with that same mind that Jesus had. And when we do that, the world's going to think it's strange. The world's going to look on us and think that we're crazy, think that we're kooky, think that we're a little bit odd, and they're going to speak evil of us because we don't live like they do. We don't talk like they do. We don't do what they do, and it convicts them, and it bothers them, and so they'll take it out on the Christian. Instead of getting right, they'll just speak evil of you, and that's just how it is. But they'll be judged one day uh, for that, and the Bible says in verse number five. Now, in verse number. 7, Peter gives some admonishments that I think can be very appropriate and applicable to us today, and here's what he says, but the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So here we have two admonitions, two charges, two challenges, two uh, orders, if you will, due to the timing in which we're living. The Bible said the end of all things is at hand. Now, it's speaking about the end of the Age Now, I believe that we can make application from this chapter to those that are living in the tribulation period and the end of that period, but I also believe we can make application to us living here in the last of the last days right before the rapture, and I'm glad you and I that are saved won't go through that tribulation period, not even a split second of it. <clears throat> we're going to be raptured out before the wrath comes, and I believe we're living in the end of the end, the last of the last, the finishing days of those finishing days right before Jesus comes in the clouds to call the church up. And takes us up out of this world as the bride of Christ. I believe the end is <clears throat> at hand in that regard. And because of that, I should be sober, and I ought to be busy in prayer." It's amazing. Don't get caught up, He's. if you look back at the context. Don't get caught up in the evil speaking. Don't get caught up in their mockery. Don't get caught up in those who think you are strange. You be sober, and you be praying. Now, when we talk about that word, sober, we're talking about having a level head. Keep your head screwed on straight. Think clearly be focused be disciplined that means control your mind you cannot let your mind be pulled and be pressed by every different influence and voice that comes across uh, uh, the uh, comes across your plate you've got to keep yourself focused you've got to keep yourself principled you've got to keep yourself anchored in the right areas when it comes to the mind so keep a sober mind and don't let uh, don't let anything slip don't uh, begin doubting your Bible. Don't begin questioning your pastor. Don't begin uh, critiquing your church. You keep your mind sound. So many people today are just nuts. They're going crazy. They've been plugged in for decades and been faithful, and then all of a sudden they go haywire, uh, and there's something going wrong up in the head. They're not guarding their mind, and they throw out their doctrine. They drop their standard. They switch their belief system, and they go crazy, and a lot of times they wreck their lives and lose their family in the process. But we don't do that. The end's at hand. Stay sober, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, uh, bringing every thought in the captivity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure you control your mind. And then it says, watch unto prayer. That word watch literally means uh, being a calm of spirit, disciplined of mind when it comes to prayer. The thought is focus your mind to pray. I can say it like this, learn to pray on purpose. And when you pray on purpose, pray with purpose. Don't just shut your eyes and repeat some nonsense gibble, uh, gibberish into the air, but pray for a reason, pray for a purpose, pray with a target, and make yourself focus as you pray. Now, I need to say Guilty. And you do as well, probably. Have we not all been there before where we prayed and we began with good intention, but our mind wandered? And the words coming out of our mouth were coming out on autopilot, and not from a heart of prayer. We're just saying some of the same things we say every time we pray. Well, that's not what we should do, especially as we see that the end of the age is drawing nigh. Jesus is coming soon. Because of that, I should be sober. I should guard my mind, but not only guard my mind, I should gear my mind toward prayer. When's the last time you spent a season in true prayer? Do we even pray? Now, I know we pray, but do we pray? I mean, is what we're doing actual communication with God, or is it just sort of a ritual, religious rhetoric coming out of our mouth? Just the routine. Just the Lord, I pray you'd watch over us today. Now, pray you'd be good to us, and I pray you'd help me to honor you in Jesus' name. And, and, and those are fine to say if you say it from the right spirit and right heart. But are we just uttering these things? Well, as the end draws nigh, I'm to be sober, and I'm to watch unto prayer. Not only that, I'm to have, now look at verse 8, and above all things, have fervent charity that means above anything else that means before anything else that means preeminent that means more important more of a necessity more vital is this that i have charity not just charity but fervent charity that means a sincere charity that means a ceaseless uh, uh, charity that means uh, a, a true charity that means compassion that means love poured out that means love displayed that means love shown to other people in these last days i'm to keep my mind sober. In these last days, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray on purpose with fervency. And I'm to pray, and not only to pray and keep my mind sober, but I'm to practice love toward other people. And here's why. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. As we live in these last days, Christians get more carnal. Churches get more worldly. Lost people get more belligerent. People in general get more mean, get more upset, get more uptight, and have short tempers. But here's what can help in that is if I I can't control you, and you can't control me, I can't control that lady at the store, I can't control that man in traffic, but I can control Justin Cooper and you can control yourself. And if I will practice fervent charity, my fervent charity in response to some of these that don't show much charity can cover that multitude of those sins. It can settle these troubles, it can settle these tri- uh, tribulations. The idea is ceaseless. Charity, ceaseless, fervent love. It covers a multitude of troubles, a multitude of problems. It helps dissolve most of the issues in life if we just love one another. In these last days, we can't afford to have little petty church problems. We can't afford to have, I don't like that person, I'm against that person, I got a problem with her. Grow up and get over it. How can I take care of this? How about practicing a little bit of charity? fervent charity. It's a good day when you understand not everybody's perfect like you (laughs) and not everybody's perfect like me. Some folks have problems and I'm going to have to learn how to gloss over some of the issues, some of the troubles, some of the stains of life with a veneer of charity, a veneer of grace, a veneer of mercy, a veneer of long suffering and God help us to do so. I'm glad God did that for you and God did that for me. So Peter's saying, hey, listen, now, I've just told you some info. I want you to live a holy life, a life for the will of God, not to the flesh. And when you do, folks are going to ridicule you. But don't, remember, don't forget, the end of the age is at hand. We're about to get out of this place. And because of that, you've got to guard your mind. And because of that, you got to spend time in real prayer. And because of that, you got to go overboard in showing ceaseless, fervent charity one to another because it will help solve all of the issues of life. Well, I hope today was a help to your life. Join us next broadcast. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.